Cheers. What's up? Welcome Week back. Two. We. This is this is far than I thought we'd make it. Week two. It's official. It's. Official. I felt like I, I felt like the first getting the first one out was uh, a little bit of a challenge. Update: I have we, watched some of the Olympics, and it has been great. <laughs> <laughs> have you? I watched a little bit of the skateboarding, and then I saw uh, Taekwondo highlights. I was watching surfing this morning, and I was way too mm. hyped. And then I watched some. Uh, I think I watched Kimite as well. I was very excited. Okay, that's cool. All right, so do you want to get drinking? I am drinking Tennessee whiskey, honey. Okay. How about you? I have uh, four roses, single barrel bourbon. It's delicious. Would recommend. All right. Yes. Um, this week, what's up? Fourth of July special. <laughs> Just uh, a couple weeks late. But that's but, okay. But we're there. We're going to do the hot dog eating competition. Uh, and all of major league eating, but mainly focused on the hot dog eating competition. So we watched the the good, the bad, and the hungry as a little 30 for 30 prep for this. And then uh, we did a little bit of research afterward to see what we could find out about what kind of went down. Yeah, uh, and the world of competitive eating is way more serious than I thought it was. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I knew that, like, guys were eating an absurd amount of hot dogs, but I did not know how much of a lifestyle this was and how literally these guys are devoting their life to this stuff. So while we're talking about just absurd amounts of hot dogs, uh, so the world record is 75. That was set this year by Joey Chestnut. Wow. And uh, just as a comparison, that would be 16 pounds of hot dog. And that's in a 10-minute span. That's, uh, that's the competition. Yeah. And the the other there's really like the only other real major rule is you can't puke during the competition or you're disqualified. And they have like six cups of water they're allowed to have now. Yep. And that's basically just for like washing things down and they, they dip the bread into them. Yeah. The, uh, the contest is hot dog and bun. It's Nathan's hot dog eating contest where you win the golden mustard belt. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the guy just made up some total nonsense story about the legend mm -hmm. of the belt. Mm -hmm. uh, it started in 1972, uh, and then they said about 4,000 fans show up, and there are about 2 million viewers. Wow. Yeah, it's in uh, Coney Island, New York. Yep. On the 4th of July. Which, which right. is really awesome. The fact that, like, too, you can gamble on it now. At least in states that. where that's legal. Yeah, we were um, on the 4th of July. We were uh, in New Jersey. And one of the guys we were with was like just placing bets online all day. Like <laughs> every, everybody knew Joey Chestnut was going to win. But it was like plus or minus 74 hot dogs he was going to eat or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um. And there's all kinds of like other bets too. Like, or is anybody going to puke up there or whatever? Uh, but that I feel like this just adds to the whole atmosphere. Yeah. Do you have your notes ready? We can start from the beginning of the the documentary and just sort of work our way. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like the the documentary started like when was it? Two thousand one. 
they started using clips from? Yeah. Basically when um, Kobe, the Japanese food fighter, started coming to America to enter the hot dog competition. He said it was like his first time over when he did that. Yeah. So I wrote right off the bat, I love the way that they, they opened it up like a boxing match. Like the guy is just like, and here we are today with the greatest of all time. Which that, the openers and that guy's commentary is as good as it could possibly be for this event. I yeah. love that his whole outfit, he's wearing like, um, what do you call those things? It's like one of those straw, like round tan hats, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's got like, um, like a blazer on type thing, like very like fourth of july uh usa type outfit and then he's just screaming in the mic the whole time yeah and he's so hyped up about it uh one of my first notes is that i was like you win ten thousand dollars if you if you eat mm -hmm. that which i think and you're and you're declared the world champ yes which i thought ten thousand was a little low <laughs> i mean it, i i did like these guys are trying to make a living off of this stuff it's like how many times you got to tough, tough this out per year to make it work, you know? Yeah. Or only first place is making a livable salary. So when they first showed Kobayashi, my first thought was he has gross teeth. Yeah. Um, that was that was my first note. I was like, Kobayashi, gross teeth. But um, he also had crazy hairstyles throughout. The entire yeah. thing, his hair just changed every single time. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really thought was cool is that the the announcer dude pretty much invited Kobayashi. Kobayashi just absolutely was crushing it. And then he tried making it like a patriotism thing. And he was like, America versus Japan. Can't we create an eater that can beat Kobayashi on the 4th of July? Which I understand the guy. Like, I get where he's coming from. And he had this – is, this is the chairman yeah. of Major League Eating, who also is the – uh, announcer and like basically like head referee type person of uh, the hot dog eating contest every year. But his like before this, he was all a PR guy. So the guy gets it. Like he's a hundred percent just the media is everything. If we can get this hyped up in the media, this is going to last. This will be a real thing. So he's yeah. like looking for the story the whole time. And then it's just like invite somebody over from Japan. Like they already do well, because, this kind of stuff. Yeah, Japan did it first. They were just doing it. And Kobayashi was known as like this guy that just really could eat. Yeah. And then he – I loved when Kobayashi got over and he was like, they wouldn't even interview me before I ate the hot dogs at the competition. And he said he was afraid because he was like, I've never seen a fat person eat a lot of food. So I don't know like if these people are going to be crazy. Well, he had said, like, he never even saw people as big as the other competitors. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is insane. He's like, I've never seen people these fat. They could probably just eat so much. Um, and I don't know. Can you see how tall he is? Do you know? No, I have no idea. I heard in there that he was, like, 140 pounds. I think he's 140 and 5'6", because I think I looked him up, and I think yeah. that's what it said. Because I remember when they – I you could tell he's a skinny guy, and you can tell he's short, too. Because he, I mean, he looks like basically like a teenager the entire time. Really thin, shorter yeah. guy. Uh, but then when they said he was 140 pounds, I was really surprised. He he's is 5'8", like, uh, okay. and he's now 43. Wow. 
His nicknames um, are the Tsunami, Kobe, and the Prince. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I like the Tsunami. <laughs> um, all right. So at the first competition that he was at, which I think was 2001, right? He doubled, over doubled the, the world record, which was 23 at the time. And he ate 50 hot dogs, which yeah, that was insane because that was when they didn't even interview him either. Yeah, they wouldn't even talk to him. And then my next question was, can this be a full-time job? And Which I had the same question. Yeah, and that's when they introduced the MLE, mm-hmm. Major League Eating. Um, I thought it was really interesting, some of the things that they did to sort of promote Kobayashi early on. Um, like how he had to eat 10 pounds of, or he was eating cow brains competitively. Yeah. That was disgusting. He was just like, yeah, I just closed my nose and just went for it. He's like, I wasn't breathing out of my nose in order to eat more. And he did 10 pounds. Um, I loved the man versus the bear. That's what I was going to say. It was the best one. <laughs> By far. They lined Kobayashi up on one side uh-huh. and then they lined the bear up on the other and they just released the bear and they laid out like probably 50 hot dogs and the bear just crawls up and the second the bear started eating kobayashi just started going for it i thought it was hilarious but i i just the whole time i'm like who has this idea who who is like what can beat kobayashi what can beat him get him a get a bear get a bear in here get some electric rope fence people go nuts for that though you gotta think their um shark week did mike tyson versus a shark and they did they did Michael Phelps versus Shark too. Really? Okay. Yeah, that was that was a couple years back, but they were like, "Can America's best athlete beat a shark?" It was really cool. He got smacked around by the shark, though. Um, just like Kobayashi got smacked around by the the bear, because I mean, the bear's just yeah. hungry. So, um, did you catch when? So the documentary kind of goes back and forth, interviewing Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut, and I love when Joey Chestnut mentions that Kobayashi lost to the bear and he's like that gave me hope that he is beatable <laughs> I was like, knew he is beatable I was, I was like, like what <laughs> <laughs> that's what gives you hope not like maybe maybe like his performance suffers a little bit but he was like I just needed something human or animal to beat him once I knew he was beatable he was no longer a god mm-hmm. it's like the the quote like you can make a god bleed or something like that. I don't know that quote. Oh man, it's it's a thing. <laughs> okay, it's actually a really cool thing that they do in the Avengers. It's um, I'm gonna go Marvel movie real quick. That's fine. In one of the earlier movies, it's it says if you can make a god bleed, people will cease to believe in them. And then yeah. in Endgame, I think it might be the one before Endgame. They're fighting Thanos, and they punch Thanos in the face, and he starts to bleed. And I was just like, oh, this was a callback to like Iron Man 2 when they're like, if you can make a god like bleed. Um, sorry for the little rant, but I just thought okay. it's the same kind of concept where they're like, if you can make like if you can prove that he can be beaten, like it'll it'll just give other people hope. Yeah, I, I mean, this has got to be such a mental sport. Like how nobody nobody I, I don't understand the strength aspect. I do understand it, though a little bit more now but there's also the genetic aspect of like you got a stomach that's this big and he's got a stomach this big 
And I know that they stretch out their stomachs for this. But yeah, I, I Googled that. They uh, they actually drink gallons of milk or water to prepare. And that's like, it's to like stretch it out. And that's like weeks before. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I thought they were just like overeating constantly to stretch it out. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that seemed to be Joey Chestnut's way of doing things. That's the vibe that I got from him. Um, okay, so that's actually like kind of where we're headed next. Um, so, uh, Joey Chestnut first appeared in the asparagus eating competition. Did you pick that up? That was like his yeah. first thing from his hometown. Uh, and then I love how they quoted, they were like, he's the American hope. Like after he got like third, they were like, this guy's America's hope for, for victory. The, the MLE just like ate it up that like, there was an American guy on there that, it, that was like, their prayers were answered when Joey Chestnut showed up. And he was like top three in his first hot dog eating contest too, right? Yeah. Well, Joey, how did you get this way? Well, I used to eat pizzas with my pop. That was great. <laughs> but like, that's an insane amount. So backstory, they go in and they interview their parents too throughout the documentary. And the both of them had said that the, their sons, Kobe and Joey, like had serious appetites like Joey Chestnut and his dad would go home from whatever, like some kind of sport practice or something in high school yeah. or whatever. And they would each eat an entire large pizza on the way home and then eat dinner. It's like, that's insane. That was, their, that was their tradition. And then the mom was like, and they used to guard their food from their father. <laughs> but definitely like genetically built for that a little bit, which you can argue too in any sport, like you gotta you gotta have some type of gifted natural talent, you know? So the way that Joey Chestnut was describing Kobayachi during this point made me so uncomfortable because right after they're talking about his backstory, he's like, you know, like the way Kobayachi eats is like an art. And I was like I was like, is this dude like in love with him? Like it was weird. And then they actually broke down how Kobayachi trained, which I thought was really really interesting and I, it was. I think it speaks to the different cultures in america versus japan yeah because joey was basically like as much food as i can possibly eat as often as i can do it that's the way we're doing this shit joey was just playing the competition like the audio from the competition yeah and just recompeting with himself as training like all right, I cooked up like 85 hot dogs with my mom and my brother, and then I just started eating them as much as I could. Mm. And, my, and his brother, I don't know if you picked up on his brother was like chugging a beer and being like, you got it, Joe. Like, you got it, man. Don't give up. You got this. Yeah, it was like in their living room too. It was in their living room. The dog is just like waiting for something to drop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, um, but Kobayashi, do you want to break down his, his routine? Well, sure. He like, I, I thought it was so cool because he focused on just like the actual, like one time through eating it, you know, like he, instead of just like high quantity practicing, he was like, what's the most efficient way to pick up the hot dogs. And then he decided that if he breaks them like part ways like that down the middle and you get them perfectly even, he can eat them really efficient. And then he was messing around with the temperature of the water to dip the buns in so that the water absorbs the fastest possible way, which he ended up with like a, like somewhat on the warmer side, but not hot water. 
And then it was like, whatever, a couple seconds, he dips them in and then throws them down his mouth. Um, but then he, he basically became a master of just like all the little techniques involved in like picking up the food to swallowing the hot dog and bun. But I love how he would break it down each part. And he's like, I didn't actually eat a lot of hot dogs until like a couple of weeks before. Also, <laughs> yeah. can we just point out that Kobayashi was ripped as hell? He was. He was jacked. And he was he would, ripped. When he finished the contest and still had the six-pack of abs, it was like, yeah, he had like a gut, but he could just suck it in, and it was just yeah. shredded. He, he like was eating all the food, and then he'd lift up his shirt, show his belly, and it was just a rippling six-pack just bulged out. But meanwhile, Joey Chestnut's just – I mean, he's not fat by any means – but he was not built. Like, Joey Chestnut was got, like, your dad bod going. Yes. And 100% dad like, bod. This is, like, a sport. You've got to be physically ready. You've got to be mentally ready. Which, in the training, though, too, Joey Chestnut was 100% mentally there because he was obsessed with beating him. Yeah. Um, but he did start doing other training. Like, did you see that jaw stuff he was doing? Yeah, so I was just about to get into that because I thought it was so funny. Uh -huh. he, he was like, all right, like – no one's ever done this before. He's like, that's when I realized that Kobayashi must be training for this. And then he was like, what, what do you, um, ball chewing, bag lifting with his teeth, and gulps of air. Where he was yep. doing punches and was like, gulp, 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 Like three on the way up, two on the way down. And I don't know how, but that was definitely stretching out his stomach because which, it was disgusting. But did you see when he got up after doing that? And he just burped. <laughs> he was burping and he was cleaning out his stomach by moving in different directions. Yeah. But they were like the longest burps ever. And it was disgusting. But it's just like, holy crap. He's just filling himself up with air to stretch it out. Yeah. And I also loved how like right during that like training montage, it was like, Kobayashi is my nemesis. <laughs> mm -hmm. But that's the mindset. Oh, man. Um, and then... They they talked a little bit about how many events there were a year, like sixty five ish yeah. MLE and events. Joey did mention that he's making over a hundred thousand a year. Yeah, um, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, I thought it was cool. Kobayashi was actually like really famous for a while. He was what? in like mainstream media. They put him on The Simpsons. Um. And I thought that was like, they were like really touching on all that, which was sick. And then it got real depressing when they talked about Kobayashi's mom. Yeah, that was really sad. And that, um, like I mentioned to you earlier, that came out of nowhere. Like this, I didn't expect this to be an emotional documentary whatsoever. It was great, by the way. I, I mean, it hit drama, um, exciting sports, like... I, I don't know what it is, camaraderie, competitiveness, and then I hit you with this. Yeah, that, that hit me hard. I was like, he was like, yeah, like my mom like got cancer. And then like he started crying because he was like, she told me like she could go through chemo because she knew that I was eating. And when I was eating, I was putting myself through pain, just like how she was putting herself through the pain with chemo. I was mm -hmm. dead. I was like, yeah. I can't handle this. Like, I was not expecting to cry during a food eating competition documentary. Yeah, right. And then this is where I think things get really messed up. 
And this is where I think the there was a kind of a turn in the documentary and it kind of just made me hate people is Kobayashi's mom dies of cancer and then Joey Chestnut breaks the record by six, right? Yeah. Kobayashi was about to announce that he was quitting. He was like, I can't do this anymore. Like my mom died and I'm super upset. Yeah. And then Joey Chestnut breaks the record and he goes, my mom wouldn't want me to quit. So I need to like, I need to prove that I'm worth it. But he, he ends up training super hard and gets a jaw injury called jaw arthritis. Yeah. That was again, clever by the marketing guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if you noticed, I thought Joey was kind of, rude about it he was like oh yeah of course you get to an injury like right after i break the record i was like bro his mom died like relax it it was a little rude um i i see both sides at the end i think it's messed up but i also don't think joey saw uh kobayashi's side of things because from joey's perspective which i couldn't believe that they weren't friends oh i like i i get that joey hated him so, like, it makes sense that they're not friends, but, like, that many years of competition against each other, it's like, you don't even say hi, you don't, you don't like, They talk. competed together for, like, five years. A long-ass time. And, like you so, said, like, 65-ish events a year. Like, they saw each other constantly. Yeah, so that's, that's why more like, than That's more than once a week. Yeah. Like, how are these guys not friends? Even, like, friendly acquaintances, you know? I feel like um, you would – I would know, like, if my – competitive enemies mom died i feel like that would come out yeah you would know um because you would know that she was sick or whatever but yeah what and i i don't want to stand up for him too much because i i think it was messed up in the end and he shouldn't have been like that um but he did like say the timing of it because it would make me suspicious too where he breaks the record and then like a week or two before the actual hot dog eating contest is when Kobayashi says that he's resigning. So it wasn't like right when he had the injury, it was like a week before the contest would have been. But this was 2007. Once Kobayashi saw that the guy that he broke his record, he was pissed and he's like, I'm going to win for my mom. And I was like, damn, again, Hit me in the feels. Like, he was like, I'm going to win for my mom because I love her. Um, the most ideal PR situation ever for the MLE. Oh, yeah. Like, like if they got win, I don't know if they did get wind of that. Um, but if they knew that and they knew, I mean, obviously they knew that Joey Chestnut just broke the record. But, like, you find out that Kobayashi's mom is dead and he's coming back to do it for his mom. It's just emotions are high going into the competition going into the super bowl of food eating yes Um, perfect storm for great tv drama perfect storm um where was okay and then i love how he had to go to a doctor and the doctor was like yo you can eat but you're gonna have to open your jaw a new way yeah, that was insane. I don't think that like was long term either, though. I think that was like a short term thing because I don't remember them mentioning it like Ever. later on. No, like they mentioned it then, and they showed the bad performance where he had to swallow the food whole. They mentioned the it during bowl. the turkey bowl. Yeah, yeah. So he was having like he had to like open it sideways, which I can't picture how he would do that, but. Um, whatever he was having like too much problems chewing at the turkey bowl. 
And he basically just ended up swallowing like mouthfuls of food whole. Because he wanted his fans to know that he'd never quit. I was like, oh, Kobayashi. That's such like a Japanese thing too. Like, oh really? Like, I, I just feel like the whole society has like such an amazing work ethic where it's just like, if I'm gonna lose, I'm not giving up. Like I'm going down with a fight, even though it's not much of a fight, it's whatever I got left. Yeah, and that's when I, uh, th- this is when I really started to feel like, you know, maybe the MLE is just terrible. Cause they were all like, oh, look at him, he can't even eat. They're like bullying him. And during the 2007 competition, he actually ate his own vomit. And yeah. and during that time, so Joey Chestnut won with 66. I believe the record that he set was 59. So they Something like, like that. So they together, they like when they were eating next to each other, they were really raising the bar for each other. Um, but I just thought it was so messed up because when he was walking off, like people were like screaming like slurs at him. And they were yeah, that- off the stage, and he was like, what happened to America? I used to be an idol here. Like, people loved me, and now people are booing me off the stage. And he didn't understand American culture, so he said he was, like, super upset. Yeah, I mean, even if you understand it, that's really sad. Yeah. And I then mean, no, the same no kind of thing happened that. at the Turkey Bowl. Like, he was like, I'm just going to try and eat. And they were like, yeah, look at him. Like, he can't even finish. Like, oh, this is so embarrassing. And he was like, I'm trying to do what I can. Yeah. So that was dark. Uh, I felt really bad for him. My next one was Kobe has a trash contract. Yeah, and so Kobayashi ends up leaving the MLE, and Joey Chestnut remains in it. And what they, at least what I caught on that they were saying specifically is um, in, in all their contracts, they could only compete in MLE-sponsored events, but kobayashi being in japan which it did say that he lived in america for a while but he also had family in japan so he's definitely back there he wanted to host his own food eating competitions in japan and they they were like let him do it yeah so and he tried fighting it and everything and eventually he said that it's not worth it this Um, is when you saw a turn in the marketing guy the guy that we loved in the beginning yes this is when he was like well yeah i told him he could eat wherever he wanted but uh the mle only hosts Nathan's like I'm not gonna let someone that's outside the MLE come to Nathan's hot dog eating contest and I was like ooh not a good look dude Um, yeah that's when I started to be like I don't know if I like this guy Uh, yeah because you you start to see that he's basically just you get the vibe very quickly that he's using every single person as like kind of a joke for money yep he's using people for money any way that he can yeah, exactly. But like he he like makes a joke out of it too though. Like he's living like like hype man fantasy when he's up there on the stage screaming at them. Which gets into the 2008 competition mm-hmm. when they uh, they changed the rules on the day of. So mm-hmm. all the people that have been training for 12 minutes of eating, it now went down to 10 which was because the original chestnut or uh, the original hot dog eating contest test was only 10 minutes or some something crazy but they actually ended up tying joey chestnut and kobayashi and then they did a quote tiebreaker which the guy made up on the spot and he like was like i i'm not gonna say there wasn't rules before i came up with it but i'm just saying you gave me five minutes and i knew what the rules were 
So he made it up on the spot, which was a, a the tiebreaker was five dollars eat and clear. And this again kind of turned me against Joey Chestnut. Um, yeah. So, so th- this was like a questionable win because nah, it was not they, in my book. Well, it, what do you what do you mean? Joey Chestnut cheated, hands down. He cheated. Yeah, but you don't you don't know who actually would have won because the rules were unclear. The rules were so very I, clear. You need to eat the five hot dogs and clear them, at, which means survivor rules. You do the whole uh, yeah, show your tongue. It's gone. In my mind, that's what the rules were. So that's what it was to me too, but I don't think it was clear to them because maybe Joey Chestnut. You're right. You're right. With food in his mouth, raises his hand, saying that he won. Kobayashi throws in the towel, saying that that's it. And what did he say though? Right afterward, he said, "I rose my hand because I knew that means I was going to win." Because Kobayashi, once he saw my hand raised, he stopped chewing. Okay, I missed that. Oh yeah, that's what he said, and that's when I was like. Joey, you just turned me against you. You should not have wow. said that because I really thought you were great. And he's like, I had a plan going into this before I even like knew what I was doing. And I was like, that is so crappy. Like it is crappy. Also, because Kobayashi didn't speak English. Yeah, and I I felt really bad for him because he had that language barrier literally the entire time. Yeah, which, and then for them to make those rules on the spot, and Joey Chestnut knew what he was doing. What I know. I don't know, man. I just it turned him into the villain for me, and like I was like, I can. Ugh, I don't really see him as such a. And that's when people were booing Kobayashi off the stage again, which was that was messed up. That was so messed up. It's terrible because honestly, in my opinion, Kobayashi would have won. She's just better I think at so it. too. Five. He could clear five way easier. He had a technique. He had a he technique. Did. Um. And then you couldn't compete unless in the MLE. And then in the 2010 hot dog eating contest, that is when Kobayashi boycotted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was really sad. I mean, I, I don't have anything other than just a reaction. I felt so bad for him because he boycotted it, but then he showed up. He showed up wearing a free Kobe shirt. Yeah, which, which was awesome. That was and so cool. It sounded like people wanted him to compete. Yeah. But it really showed like the true colors of the MLE and the chairman of the MLE. Cause it cut to him and he was like, this goes on whether you're here or not. I don't, I don't care really that you brought us fame and you put us on the world stage. Like we're going on without you. Well, I also get, I get that. I actually wasn't that pissed at the marketing guy for that one because like, yeah. imagine like, I mean, there are rules. You have to follow the rules in order to eat there. I agree. So Kobe wasn't following the rules, so guess what? He doesn't get to eat. I get that. That's fair. Uh, and I think Kobe Achi wanted to be a little more like, oh, look at me. I'm awesome, and they can't do it without me, and they could. But the fans were cheering like, yo, let Kobe eat. They wanted him they, up there. I agree. Uh, they did want him up there, and I, it did definitely get to his head a little bit. He had an ego going into that. So he ran up the stage, mm-hmm. ran up towards the stage, and he just wanted to, quote, wave to his fans. And he had just run up to the stage. I don't think he did anything. I don't think he jumped on the stage. I don't know if he no, did. No, but it looked like he was in like like a blocked off area. He was in an area he shouldn't have been in. And like then was, they handcuffed him and arrested him. Yeah, which is sad. 
that was messed up. And they like made like a like a really big deal out of it. I mean, Kobayashi was not helping himself because no. he was fighting. He was like fighting the cops. He was like, "No, I am. I am here for my fans. Like people love me." Yeah. Um. So that kind of like lowered his. I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, come on. Like, take yeah. the L. Take the L, man." I was thinking the same thing. It's, it's like, just gonna make it worse for himself. Then he went home to Japan. And we found out that even though his dad said he was disappointed him in the beginning, he actually loved him the whole time. Kobayashi's yep. dad had been saving photos, saving interviews, saving videos. A little bit of tear going down. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that for Kobe. Yeah. Um, 2018, Joey realized Kobe helped him. And then my last note is the marketing dude was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. Um, at the end, he was really just like, yeah, like, I don't know. That guy had a problem. Like he had an ego. That's what, like, that's how he ended. He was like, yeah, he helped us a little bit in the beginning, but now he's nothing to us. And I was like, dude, yeah. you realize he made the industry for you. He did. I, I mean, their whole PR thing, USA versus Japan existed because of Kobayashi. Um, and, and that like, you kind of saw that response coming from that guy. Cause that guy is like mega ego. Yeah. So and, didn't catch me off guard at this point in the documentary either. Yeah, but that's when I just was like, this guy's a dick. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I did a little bit more research on Kobayashi because I was not, not ready for it to be over. Um, in 2011, Kobayashi on July 4th had his own competition. Oh, my God. And broke the world record. Really? So in, and he beat um, Joey Chestnut in the amount of hot dogs that he had eaten in the 10 minute span. So he held the record at 69 back in 2011. And he even had two judges officially watch him. Oh my God. Good for him. So Kobayashi, even though they were like, you can't compete, he was like, I'm going to eat as many hot dogs as I can on the 4th of July and be a winner. So I was like, hell yeah, Kobayashi. Um, and that, that was really all I had. Joey has won the most so, recent uh, one as well. Yeah, I, I think he's just – he just knocks it out of the park with everyone. Like, I think it's no competition right now. He lost in 2015 to some guy named Stone – Matt Stone. But oh, that was I know. Probably Matt some Stoney. Funny. Matt Stoney is a YouTuber, and um, <laughs> I've, I've watched his videos before, and he basically is just like – like, yeah, going to McDonald's, ordering 15 Big Macs, going to eat it in 10 minutes. Like, that's his that's his YouTube Boom. channel. Like, go to Chick-fil-A, order the entire menu, one of everything, eat it in less than 10 minutes. And Thank that's you. what he does on YouTube. Kind of cool. When I discovered it, I was like, this is insane. I've never seen anybody do this. But then I just realized, like, yeah, he's he's just a MLE guy. Um, Wait a minute. One one of the biggest like like kind of takeaways that I wish they spoke about more was how painful it looks while eating. Did you notice this? Okay, so I actually looked up a little bit on why they're all shaking. And Not it's apparently shaking, but like just their face is just in so much stress. Dude, it, it has to hurt to eat that quickly. There's no way it feels good. Yeah, that's but what the I jumping up and down and shaking is to help the move the the food go down the intestines. Oh my god! Yeah, like I looked it up, and the reason why everybody goes like, 
shaking around is they're trying to get it through. And it like by jumping and shaking, it pushes it down your esophagus. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I was reading it. It was on, it was on the Nathan's website and I was like, like what? And they're like, the reason why people are doing this is because it's supposed to help the food go down quicker. I, I just thought they, it was just pain. Like I, I just thought they were like hunched over and like shaking, like this is killing my stomach right now. Part of the technique. Oh my God. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Um, yeah, I could never do that. And I mean, we talked about maybe doing our own little competition just to compare, but I wouldn't make it far at all. I would definitely vomit. I, I tried competitively eating my chicken for lunch today. I just took a chicken breast and was like, <laughs> didn't work. It didn't work. I, I ate like half of it and I was like, I just, uh, I can't do this anymore. I feel full. It's not even probably a pound of chicken breast. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I guess what, what I'd also be curious to find out, though, is, like, long-term health issues. Like, I want to know what these dudes' stomachs are like, like, in 50 years. Like, when you're 60, 70 years old, like, what is the deal? Like, Yeah, you know, well, I feel like there hasn't been that many competitive eaters yet. So, like, I feel like we'll yeah. see the repercussions of ripping your stomach apart. Yeah. And then how many people are having heart attacks within the hour after eating 70 hot dogs. Yeah. Well, a lot of them, again, they said aren't in that bad of shape. I feel like it's only like a few people that are in like, like, I mean, Joey Chestnut has a dad bod, but he's not in bad shape. You saw him. He was working out often during it. Kobe yeah. is fit as hell. So I'm assuming a lot of the competitive eaters aren't actually out of shape. So I'm sure they can handle the food and they're not going to get like heart attacks or anything. Yeah, I guess that's, you probably have to train really hard, like fitness wise, because it, if you were overweight doing this, you probably wouldn't last long. You get out of breath. You get out of breath just eating. Couldn't last. Well, no, I, I mean, like you would die early. <laughs> like you just die. I think, I, I think like, um, like the FDA or somebody like that recommends at most two hot dogs per year in an average diet. Really? Like, look up recommend. Yeah, look I'm up recommended. It up. How, how many, many hot dogs per year? Hot dogs. Because they, they're not good meat. It's disgusting. It says bring two to three hot dogs to a party. No, not to a party, but just like regular diet. Um, so. That's what I mean. Like 16 pounds of that. It hosts harmful bacteria. Joey which Chestnut. can cause foodborne illnesses. Those guys are not living long. The FDA is like, you really, this is from 2006. They were like, you should not consume hot dogs. Yeah. So, and then, and then like, I'm thinking too, if I'm doing this one, how uncomfortable you gotta be. Cause I mean, I've had like, whatever they four or five slices of pizza in a sitting yeah. and like french fries or something and i basically just got to lay down like I, i'm not walking around i'm not not really going out that night like you just you're too full you lay down take a nap whatever but 16 pounds of hot dogs like i show up to the event 160 pounds i leave 176 <laughs> Imagine, yeah. imagine going to a nutritionist on Friday competition Sunday 
go back Monday for a weigh-in, you gain 16 pounds in two days. The pure volume, I think, is wild. And I thought it was interesting how in, like, the Japanese game shows, they would weigh the person before and after. But in America, they were measuring the number of hot dogs and the number of tacos and the number of pizzas. Like, they were measuring it like that, which I thought was interesting because, like, it, personally, I think it would make more sense to weigh the person. Yeah, but then would you look at the weight, the pounds gained? Yeah, the pounds gained. Well, I guess Japanese people mostly have the same body type. They're all like, like well, shorter and height wise and thin. But I mean, for like you or me at like 160 pounds, if we went up against somebody who was 300 pounds, it's much smaller of a margin if they gain 10 pounds versus us. Well, it wouldn't be based on margin, it'd be based on the poundage. So if I, I, I know, but that's where the problem is. Because if you do it based on pounds gained, it's we're going to feel it so much more if you weigh less. Because the less you weigh, the larger percent change it's going to be. Yeah, but look at Kobayachi. He's a skinny, small dude, and he was kicking ass at the American the first time he showed up to America, and they were all fat. So Kobayachi size- was a god. <laughs> he was not. He did not bleed. <laughs> Wait, what was he? The tsunami? Come the on. tsunami. Don't don't act like he was a regular human like you or I. <laughs> so that's what I have to say to that. <laughs> With enough training, it's possible. I don't know. I thought it was cool though. Um, definitely the craziest shit: cow brains that he ate and him versus the bear. That was my highlight. If I if I watched it again, I would probably I would watch the the man versus bear if I could find that online. I think it'd be very funny. Yeah, I just that that was probably the best most entertaining part um didn't see it coming at all that's why too you were just like oh so they do more than one of these a year and oh they have them eat against a bear what the hell (laughs) that's uh that's all all i got you got any other notes that we we might have missed well I, i feel like what do you think the future is of the mle like i i don't know about you i really don't pay much attention to food eating contest at all i don't pay attention um, to sports so the food eating competition is low on my list i probably might if i remember next year and i'm not grilling on the fourth of july i'd be like let's see what joey chestnut's got going on well that's what i mean like how much longer does joey chestnut have in this and- well he broke the world record this year he got 75 so i thought maybe because kobayachi left he'd be slowing down but this man is not slowing down Question is, does he want to go out on top? I mean, he's he's won for like seven straight years. Um, yeah, I, think I don't think won. Joey's one to retire like that. But he won from got, 2008 to 2015, and then from 2015, oh, he lost in 2015, and then he won every year after that. So he's on like a seven or eight years of just winning. Wow. Yeah, I, I get that. He might want to retire, but at the same time, like. What do, I'm just saying, like, what do they have other than him? Well, he, I mean, you already saw he's making his own mustard brand. Yeah, that's so awesome. He was like, yeah, I realize this isn't going to be my forever job, so I'm going to start selling mustard. Yeah. Like, that was pretty cool. That is cool. I thought that was good. Um, I don't know. I mean, just a weird world to see into. I can't imagine that life. Um, definitely interesting. 
I like I can't imagine like day to day though too like how much of a chore eating has to be because I feel like whenever I like go out to eat or something or or like just cooking something at home I'm doing it because I enjoy it mm-hmm. not because it's just like it's not worth training for something yeah. but even if you do still enjoy food it's gonna make it so much harder because once your stomach is expand that way. I kept thinking the whole time, what's a regular meal for these guys? Well, I think it, they only eat those meals. Like like Kobayachi, he he trained to expand his stomach only before competition. So I feel like when he's eating, he could enjoy regular food. And I also think the types of food they're eating during competition is like greasy, fat, gross. So like he won't enjoy a hot dog. He probably won't enjoy a cheeseburger. But he could have like a nice pasta dish. <laughs> yeah. Because like, he's not binge eating pasta ever. He's binge eating like hot dogs and hamburgers and pizzas and that's empanadas. True. Well, I, I just kept thinking like I stop eating when I'm satisfied and full. Yeah. Like, how much harder it has to be to get full. And then with 65 competitions a year, if you want to make this a full-time job, you got to be expanded 24-7. I guess you're right. But I feel like you maybe, you maybe don't compete in every competition. It's got to be like – Definitely uh, not. Like – it's like track where, you know, we had like those like meets that you're just like, yeah, like we enter them yeah. and like it's like a maintenance run. Like we're, we're competing, but we're not trying to like go all out and win. Yeah, I got you. But I feel like you're doing it at least once a month. Yeah, you got to be doing it once a month. So I don't I just think it would just be a really difficult life. Um, having that size stomach and, and that being our career. I wouldn't enjoy I just it. thought it was crazy that he was like, I had to train my jaw. I had to do it. Yeah. That was nuts. But I don't know. We wrapping this one up? I think we're wrapping it up. I feel like that's what you should know about food eating. That is what you should know. Joey Chestnut, Kobayashi, MLE. We that's it. Check uh check out our YouTube page now. It's called What You Should Know. And we're working on putting up a second channel too where we're going to break things out into clips uh, so you don't have to watch the entire thing at once if you don't want to. We're now on Spotify. And Apple Podcast, correct? I couldn't find it, but potentially. Colin was lying there. We both found it very easily on Apple (laughs) and Spotify. Super easy to find on Apple and Spotify. (laughs) No problem. Uh, And then our email again is the w-y-s-k podcast at gmail.com send us whatever we already got our first email yeah we did it was great we're keep we're excited (laughs) all right guys cheers again next week yep see you next week